We are Marquette. 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 We Hello, I'm Phil Parisi, senior here at Marquette University in mechanical engineering. I'll be graduating next spring in 2020. Hi, I'm Chris Malliott. I'm uh, also a senior here uh, at Marquette studying mechanical engineering, and I'll be graduating this May. Hello, everyone. I'm James McKenna. I'm studying mechanical engineering, uh, and I'll be graduating this May as well. Um, so, Phil, do you want to kick us off here with uh, a little bit about what is 526 pasta? Absolutely. So we started 526 Pasta just this past fall, and our original idea, we just wanted to get people together, right? We hit that nostalgic moment of senior year where we wanted to expand our friend group, meet some new people, and have that weekly tradition of something that we could remember our senior year from. So we started out doing pasta, and it was a small group initially, maybe just 10 people, 15, and then we invited everyone to bring a new guest every week. And so it started to grow and grow. And suddenly we were hosting 50, 60 people on some of these nights. It really kind of got, it got crazy in a little bit. But that's how this whole event started. And then we were just rolling through the semester here, brought in a second semester and ended up with quite, quite the big event on our hands by the end of it all. So Chris, I got a question for you to start. All right. What, what kind of gap did we fill this year with 526 Pasta? What did it do for Marquette? I really think that it helped build our community a lot. We started, you know, when we first started, like you mentioned, we had maybe 10 people. And then those 10 people brought maybe one or two more people. So now we're at 30 people that have heard this event and, you know, are part of the 526 community. And then those 30 people brought one or two more people. And so now we're at 60 people and then 120. And uh, now we're up to what, like 350 before, before the last pasta here? Yep, Officially 343 as of today. Yeah, so I mean, really, that's, I mean, the way I see it, that's a 343-person community that also reaches out, you know, exponentially past that. So I think that was really the biggest goal from 526 Pasta. Yeah, I think, too, just adding on to that, it's a special moment where we could combine people from all types of different backgrounds, different years in school. We had teachers, we had parents coming. I think that was a little bit of a, of a gap where, You've got this stigma between, oh, can teachers hang out with students? And you witness students being able to just hang out with their professor, which doesn't happen, right? It's, a, it's this class dynamic that you get. You don't think of them as people. And I think we were able to bridge that gap a little bit as well. Yeah, I think one of the fun things about 526 Pasta was, um, you know, people would walk in the door and they'd see a friend from across the room who they had no idea they were going to be there. So that, that was kind of just a fun moment being there. Like all of a sudden you'd hear this yell from across the room and it'd be somebody uh, seeing their friend and realizing that they're here, but it was totally a, a connection that was never made. Um, and that was something that 526 could, could make for other people. So, um, that was really a special thing, I think, from this event. You also had the other end of the spectrum too, where people would walk in and they wouldn't know anybody and they might, you know, sit in the corner for a little while, but then Phil would walk up and say, Hey, what's your name? How'd you hear about 526 pasta? And you could really see him turn around and say, Hey, you know, like I didn't know anybody here. Now I've got this really personable guy coming up to me and saying, Hey, welcome, come on in. And you could really see, you know, like the, just like the, the positive impact that it had. Yeah, and then when you're walking down the street too, you know, you see people from 526 Pasta, and, and you're saying hi, you're you're checking in, you're making sure they're coming in, uh, you're seeing if they're coming next week. So, um, just kind of expands your community as as the weeks go by. You meet exponentially more people each week. Chris, could you tell the story? 
Could you talk about Brian from 06 Impact on 526 Pasta? I think it was maybe maybe a month or two ago. We walked past the mailroom and we see that we have this this package. And, you know, we don't order a lot of stuff on Amazon, so it's pretty unusual for us to have a package. So we, we pick out the slip and we see 526 Pasta written on it. And so we take it to the mailroom and they, they pull out a box and it's maybe, you know, I don't know, like a, a, a foot by a foot box. And we're like, all right, interesting. Okay. We're not really sure what's, what's happening. And then they pull out another box. That's this absolutely massive box. So now we're like, what is going on? Like we didn't order this stuff. What is going on? So we, we, we take the box upstairs and, uh, like maybe six or seven jars of giant pasta sauce in the first box. And then we open the other box and it's 40 pounds of pasta, four things of Parmesan cheese, and like a thousand forks. And we find this note in there that says, hey, love what you're doing. It's Brian from 06. Brian from 06. <laughs> and we just, we absolutely lost it because we didn't, we never expected, you know, our event to really blow up like that and to reach so many people that, you know, alumni are even hearing about it and really being supportive. So. I mean, kind of on that same note, would you guys have ever imagined um, at the beginning of the year that 526 Pasta would grow to include 340-some people, uh, you know, President Lovell, Dean Rapella, a bunch of professors? Um, I mean, what, did you guys think about that at the beginning of the year? I can tell you, I totally did not see this coming. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, we can talk lofty goals, and we did when we first put up that chart, having 526 spot for individuals. But no, I thought maybe we'd have 100, 200 like max that was pushing it. I did not expect it at all. I remember Phil, uh, first semester, going, hey, I think I want to, you know, start having people over for pasta. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll make some pasta. You know, that sounds fun. I, I, I had no idea that it was going to blow up into this. A lot of people are curious about our social media approach and the way we don't actually use it at all. James, could you kind of go into the way we personally touched every week for invitations and getting new people here? Yeah, so we felt it was really important to kind of get that personal invite. Um, so every week we would send out a text to um, anyone really that we had their phone number. Being personally invited to some event like this kind of means a little bit more, we think. So on that, I mean, people then would start leaving their phone number. Um, that way they could get the invite too because their friends were sending it to them. Um, so that's really how we then kept growing the community was um, just by by personal invites and not really like the the mass media approach kind of being able to get uh an invite from somebody kind of means a little bit more and so sure it may have limited the number of people that uh, saw that actual invite it probably um increased our our chances of somebody coming now that they got a a personal invite rather than just a, a group invite sure going off of that note do you guys have any you know hopes and dreams of what 526 pasta will grow into i would love to see a lot more faculty show out i think we maybe had 10 to 15 faculty throughout the year which is which is big in itself right that's that's a celebration right there and i'd also like to see some more sponsored groups coming in hmm. for example bringing the volleyball team or the men's basketball team taking sorority events and doing fundraiser things like that i think the power of the community that we have could really extend well into those spaces I think the fact that, um, you know, somebody wants to continue on this tradition next year, I think that speaks volumes to what what this really means to people. I think it's just going to grow kind of naturally next year as more people start to hear about this. Again, I mean, we just started this in August, right? And look, Mm -hmm. we've gotten 340 people. 
imagine what it can do with, with a whole year and um, just kind of keep expanding that group. The best feeling would be to come back to some sort, you know, coming back to visit campus and to hear that 526 pasta is still going on. Mm. I think I'd lose my mind. <laughs> I was like, go crazy. And we'd totally be there, right? We would, yeah. we would absolutely show up, right? We'd come back as the founders. It'd be, oh, I'd like to co- homecoming for us, man. That would be absolutely thrilling. And that even goes for, you know, next year when you guys will both be in the city. Obviously, I'll be out of here. But coming back next spring, I'm, I'm so excited to attend pasta. It's one of the things I'm most looking forward to. So for both of you guys, was there like a favorite pasta night that you guys remember? I mean... So my absolute favorite, second semester, we started doing special events. First semester was, was a weekly pasta night. Second semester was pasta with events. And we did a comedy spelling bee. And this is by far the most fun I've had with any independent project in Marquette. We put together, so all four of us, or sorry, our three of us, put together words. And they weren't your typical spelling bee words. These were absurd diseases names. These were different bizarre fruits. Some things were inappropriate. It was a little edgy. Um, but we had eight contestants that have been to pasta often. And we had them come up and, and actually spell. We had a microphone stand for them. And we had them up there with a full system going on, spelling words. And we laughed so hard that night. That was fun. Yeah. It, really, it, it spread our wings a little bit on that one. Yep. How about you, Chris? What was your what was your favorite event? I personally liked bingo because I got to be the <laughs> MC for that one. And uh, really, you know, putting on those events, I think, made it even more special, made it, you know, really more memorable for the people who showed up that maybe didn't come back next time. But, you know, it really put into their mind like, hey, you know, people are out there doing things like this that are really cool. What was, what was your favorite event, James? Yeah, I'd actually have to go with the trivia night. Um, we kind of had a tail off at the end of the semester where um, not as many people were coming. So we were like, we need to spice things up. How do we how do we get more people? So we had trivia night, and we ended up having like 50 or 60 people that night. I mean, it was crazy. I, I was cooking pasta, and there were times where we just flat out couldn't cook pasta fast enough because mm-hmm. people were streaming through the door. So that was just a really fun night. Everyone, I think, had a good time. It was all pasta-themed trivia, of course, to keep with the 526 pasta theme. So um, that was really just a, a great community-building night, especially the first one back at the semester. It was a really uh, positive experience to have. Yeah, James, you mentioned troubles in the kitchen and how difficult that can sometimes be at these events. Um, as one of our main chefs, it was you and Rachel mostly in there, and obviously we all took our turns. Could you talk about the, the supply chain that we developed in order to serve this many people? Yeah. So, I mean, your kitchen obviously isn't the biggest as well. So, I mean, it, it could get a little bit crowded in there with uh, with pots of boiling water and, and people waiting to get served pasta. But yeah, um, we we asked people to bring donations of pasta. Um, so we'd, we'd end up cooking up their pasta um, and, and pretty much serving it that night typically because we were always, um, we always needed it. But um, yeah, we had three pots of water going with pasta in there. We had a pot of sauce. You know, you got to meet everybody essentially because everyone came through the kitchen to get their pasta. I mean, so that was a really cool experience. Chris, what were some of the favorite roles that you played during pasta night? Me personally, I'm a very introverted person. So that really got me out of my comfort zone. So, um, you know, being forced to, you know, meet with people, talk with people and things like that. That was really, you know, probably the most meaningful roles I had with pasta. Yeah. And to kind of go off that, that's something I think definitely even all three of us grew in is our ability just to, to, I mean, meet random people, new people that we'd never met before, sit down and have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a really awesome experience for, for all three of us is just uh, being able to see somebody and just be like, Hey, what's going on? You know, what's, what's new? I'm, I'm James, like, nice to meet you. So 
Uh, that's a really, really cool thing to experience. So as we extend now, James and Chris, you guys are both going to be entering the workforce now and, you know, you get to that adult, adult life transition. How do you guys foresee having built a community like this? How do you take that into your future life now and, and starting full-time work? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it's going to come down to just, um, you know, getting a getting a good group together. So uh, one thing Chris and I have talked about is, is having a game night um, where we're able to, to meet up with some of our friends from our college days, um, you know, and, and new people that we meet, hopefully, you know, as we graduate. So um, just kind of creating events like that where you can bring people together in a, in a fun environment and just have a good time. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be like a, a serious sit down conversation or meeting. It can be just little things where you, Oh, you, you know, we get together and we had coffee once a month or something, stuff like that. I think for me, it's really going to be using the skills that we've all developed from this 526 pasta, you know, living in Milwaukee, Milwaukee is a very, you know, hopping town right now. It's really exploding, you know, Buildings are going up left and right. So there's always something going on around here. So just having these skills of, you know, you know, personability, uh, you know, being able to walk up to somebody that you don't know and, you know, start a conversation. That's really helpful for, you know, going to these events that are in this growing town. So I think that'll be really the way I bring 526 Pasta out of Marquette. It's beautiful, Chris. It's beautiful. And going off your whole, your skill acquisition there, we, we kind of became master event planners it was like we had a crash course here we didn't expect that at all having to make invites every week get them out every week Mm -hmm. because we were rolling you know friday night we have this massive event and then come by the end of the weekend we have to start thinking of what are we going to do next week and how do we want to pursue you know what are we going to skip this week do we have any events any conflicts are there any other things on campus we have to be worried about that's happening you know how do we get invites out quick enough make invites plan an event get equipment if we're doing anything special we were really in there. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. we forget how much effort it took, but I mean, obviously, hundred percent worth it. Yeah. Because all those every hour we put in, I think we'd get about five hours worth out of just pure raw experience with new people and, and new experience and events. So another question here, guys. Right? We've we've had our fair share of parties at Marquette, and you never know who's going to show up at these type of things. It's a little, it's intimidating, it's scary, you know. And every week we did this with Pasta Night, right? We were we were throwing ourselves out there uncomfortable we might have 20 people show up we might have 60 people show up i think those individuals too the people that come i think they appreciate that we put ourselves out there for it right there's not a lot of other events that are like this that you can just show up and come in just yourself and be integrated into a whole new group like this mm-hmm. i mean we we took ourselves out on a limb and when people also matched that and came out on a limb i think it was a perfect kind of mesh of of new people getting together one really cool thing was every week I think we had at least five new people. That's cr- yep, correct. I, I mean, correct. so that, mm-hmm. that that says a lot about what we were doing, right? If five new people came every week, I mean, that, you know, when you connect those five new people with the other 10 to 15 people, I mean, that that that's some connections that we're making there. So sure, it was a lot of effort and work that went into each night. But for me, um, you know, I had a lot of fun actually hosting these nights anyway and being able to make those connections between people was something that that's really powerful. I think another uh, good uh, indication of the power of the night was the people that actually came back uh, multiple times. I haven't looked at the board recently, but I know that there are a good number of people that have come for, you know, five, 10, 15 times. And I really think that that shows that people, you know, see the value in opening themselves up to, you know, these five new people each week and trying to, you know, reach more people than their small friend groups that they've found over the years. 
and I was going to go off that. So it takes a lot of courage for somebody to, to come to a pasta night. I mean, there's three random guys who they're probably not friends with getting invited to our apartment. You know, they could be coming alone, like to really put yourself out on a limb as somebody coming to the event. I mean, that was, that took courage themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's surprising how many people actually did come by themselves. Yeah. You know, tons just, of people. Yeah. yeah. And you see someone walk in and we're like, we have no idea who that is right now. <laughs> like, who do they know? How'd they get here? You know, and we walk up to them and meet them and we're get, let's get you a bowl of pasta. Come on, let's go. You know, here, here's, here's Mary. Meet Mary. Here's John. You know, talk. Have you? Oh, you're engineering. Okay, we can make, you know, oh, communications. We'll match you here. You know, it's like this great integration and it's so fun. But it was funny. We were like, do you, do you guys do you guys know that person? I, I've never seen them before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But going off the, the numbers, some sort of final stats we have. So it's 343 different people we've had thus far. People often ask, how many meals have you served? I and mean, so we can try to estimate that by we have everyone tally who comes in. So every time you come back, you put, your, you put a tally next to your name. So obviously, Chris James and I, we've been there for, we think we had about 20, 20 total pasta nights. But our total number of people attending in terms of the tally number was about 600 this year. So we had almost 600 dishes of pasta served. It definitely was fun when we were able to host Dean Rapella because that was kind of our first... We call them celebrities. It's a big deal for us, right? Mm-hmm. And that was our first celebrity. But she was just blown away at the fact that us engineering students would get out of our comfort zone like this, be the ones who started such an event on campus. I think she was very proud to see that it was three engineering students out of our comfort zones, pushing some boundaries on campus especially. I think it was really cool that it wasn't just engineers getting together. It was the whole university bonding over over something greater than just your major. Mm-hmm. And going back to Dr. Rapella showing up, I know talking with my friends that go to other schools, it's very unusual to be friends with your dean. So that was just, I mean, an amazing experience. And it really shows how much that she has dedicated herself to reaching out to students and really understanding, you know, where we're at in life and things like that. I agree. And, and Dean Rappel is so much about breaking the stigma of engineers, right? There's that stereotype that's been around, you know, it's like a 40 year ago, right? Engineers, the nerdy, shutting closets, doing research. It is so wrong nowadays, mm-hmm. right? There is a whole new generation of engineers coming out. We are some of the most sociable, most collaborative. That's what our job requires us to do. And this event, I think, added some light to that. I think Dean Rappella was fully supportive of that message as well, that, hey, we're here, we're mixing things up. This is a new generation of engineering coming out. We're ready to make some changes, ready to talk to you, ready to collaborate with you. We want to hear what you've got to say. Communication, marketing, that mixes into our major as well. We are the opposite of being shut in the closet. This mm-hmm. is opening our apartment, complete opposite, right, to hundreds of people to come out. I think she was very proud to see that. You get faculty that have been to other universities. They go, I've never been invited to a student's apartment. Never, never gotten a meal with a student even, you know, and it's, this is what Marquette is. We're, we're bigger than that. It's, it's, it's a community here. There's a lot more going on. You get to connect with them on a, on a personal level. I mean, I was talking to faculty about like their college days and I mean, getting to sit down and talk to, talk to different professors about like what their college experience is like, what they did right after they graduated college, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I really just want to hammer again on the thank everyone for coming. I mean, 340, that's, that's insane. Hopefully we can reach our 526 goal. All the the different people that I've met, I've heard some really awesome stories from this event. So I, I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone who came to 526 Pasta. Yeah. I mean, really thanks for, you know, turning it into what it became and, you know, really making sure that it was a Marquette event that, you know, really gives you pride in being a Marquette student. And we'll see you all at the last 526 Pasta, Monday, May 13th.